0: Why was a loving wife found dead in her home and seemingly the investigation is stalled?
1: Neighbors are speaking out about a woman found dead in her home two weeks ago in Palm Springs. Police now calling this case a homicide and they're searching for help. News Channel 3's Jake Gracia live tonight in Palm Springs with more on what neighbors are saying they saw. Jake. A gruesome
3: discovery inside this home. Neighbors say they were checking on their friend after they didn't hear from her. They found her body inside covered in blood. But that was two weeks ago, and now they want to know what took police so long to investigate this as a homicide.
0: Okay, you were just hearing our friends uh, John White and Jake and Gracia at KESQ. Why are police just now saying that this woman, Jenny, Jennifer Dillon, was a victim of a homicide. From my understanding, she was found in her home covered in blood. So what took so long to add two plus two to get four? And why is the case seemingly stalled? Joining me, in all-star panel, Christy Mazurik, Emmy Award-winning investigative reporter and president of Successful Strategies PR and crisis communications firm, Catherine Maloney. That's Dr. Catherine Maloney, deputy chief medical examiner, Erie County Medical Examiner's Office, and you can find her at nickelcityforensics.com. Chris Byers, former police chief, Johns Creek, 25 years on the force, now private investigator and polygrapher, at Chris Byers Investigations and Polygraph.com, board certified clinical psychologist, professor at Turo College, and you can find him at doctor He's the author of The Causes of Autism. Ashley Wilcott, Judge, Trial Lawyer, Court TV anchor at Ashley Wilcott.com, and joining us two very special guests who feel the need to speak out on behalf of Jenny Dillon. With me, her neighbor, who discovered Jenny's body. What a shock that must have been. That's everybody's nightmare, something that never goes away from your mind. Annette Bain is with us, and also with me, the victim's wife, Athena Kelly. To everyone joining us, Thank you for being with us. I, I don't understand why this case has been stalled. First to you, Christy Mazurek. You know, I hear about people leaving the rat race and going to Palm Springs. That's where everybody in that region wants to live. What's so special about Palm Springs? that it It's a vacation area. I know it's beautiful. Tell me about it.
4: Well, it's clearly the opposite of a a high crime community. I mean, this is palatial neighborhoods. As you mentioned, Jennifer was very well loved and respected in her community. They had planned neighborhood events. So this is where people either want to raise a family or it's a utopia for people who have gotten out of the rat race and just want to rest and relax.
0: Palm Springs has been described as an elite getaway in the Sonoran Desert. And it's in Southern California. It's known for hot springs, natural hot springs, posh and expensive hotels, golf courses, and spas. Now this is how I first heard about Palm Spring. It's famous for mid-century modern architecture. And um, there is a shopping district I've heard of is super expensive along Palm Canyon Drive with all these vintage boutiques and design shops. My point is out to you, chief buyers, is I'm not pointing out that all these wealthy people live there and it's this destination venue I'm pointing all this out because it's a very low crime rate you find in Palm Springs. I mean, people often have weekend homes. When I was out in L.A. doing Dancing with the Stars, um, I ran into some people that had vacation or second homes in Palm Springs, and they would drive through the night, through the desert at night to get to Palm Springs. Not a place where you expect to find this woman, a loving wife an IT wizard, dead, in her own home, covered in blood.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And again, where I was the police chief at, we were the safest city in Georgia and the fourth safest uh, in the United States during about six or seven years of my tenure there. And it was the same thing. But unfortunately, these type of violent crimes found their way into our community as well. But you just don't expect it. And it definitely shocks the conscience when these things happen.
0: And, you know, Dr. Jeff Gardeer, I'm not saying that these people should be immune from crime. I'm saying a lot of people go to great extremes. They change their life. I, I, I did. I changed my life. I changed my career. I changed everything to try to give a safer environment for my children. Because it's just not worth it to have them in a high crime area. I don't care how your career uh, changes. I don't care about any of that. What matters is safety and living your life free of fear. And I think that's why a lot of people go to Palm Springs, Jeff.
2: Absolutely. And that's why this crime is so ironic uh, that it would happen um, I would think that Jenny Dillon was a woman who gave of her life to many, many people. And this was a time that she wanted to finally reward herself and her wife by now finally being able to take some <sighs> me time.
0: You know, Ashley cut, I just got a flash all over me. I'm looking at Jenny's picture right now. And it looks to be beautiful, brown eyes. She's got sunglasses up. Cause you know she's out there in that beautiful California sun to smile and looking at the camera. Have you seen this, Jackie? She just looks like the kind of woman you just want to go up and hug her. She just is just coming out of her in the picture. And and Ashley, her family, her wife is left struggling, feeling helpless, because they can't get answers. What crime victim deserves that?
6: No crime victim deserves that. And the other issue that I have with this is every description you just gave is a picture that I've looked at as well. And she's just beautiful and glowing and in a place in life where she seems to have kind of achieved it all for her own personal self. And guess what? What that means is when someone like that is found dead, There should be an immediate investigation because it doesn't make sense. When anybody is found
0: dead and it's so obvious to me, you're covered in blood and they can't figure out it's a homicide. I mean, I I don't like that at all. But for a family to be left reeling, I mean, when my fiance was murdered, the last thing on my mind was trying to figure out who did it. I couldn't accept what had happened to him. And now this family's out trying to get answers? Her brother has just put up a $25,000 reward because they're not getting answers.
1: High
2: five, Casino.
1: Ever tried to tackle a home improvement project without making 10 trips to Home Depot? What if I told you there's a way to earn cash back while you shop? Introducing Drop, the ultimate rewards app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards by shopping in-store or online at Home Depot and tons of other stores. Download the Drop app today and use code DROP33 to get an instant $5 in points. That's Drop, your go-to for shopping rewards.
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, I want to go now to our very special guests, Athena Kelly and Annette Bain. Annette, you found Jenny's body, and I can't imagine the trauma that, I mean, I've had dreams after being in crime for so long of finding a dead body. I guess because I've been to so many crime scenes where there were dead bodies and so many morgue visits. Guys, for those of you just joining us, we want answers in the homicide, the murder of Jenny Dillon. You may know her as Jennifer Dillon. Tip line 760-778-8422 or 760-327-1441. Hey guys, before we go to Annette, take a listen. What do we know about This woman, who is she? Listen to our friends at Crime Online.
6: You'll be hard-pressed to find anyone with harsh words to say about Jennifer Dillon. Her neighbors in Racket Club Estates say she is well-known in their neighborhood. Dillon bought her home in 2003 and since then has often taken part in community events, including helping people prepare for natural disasters. She also served on the Racket Club Estates Neighborhood Organization Board of Advisors. Dillon's younger brother, Tom, describes his sister as a sweet, kind person, one of the good ones, and that's a sentiment at by her neighbors. Business owner Joy Meredith told the thedesertsun.com that she has come to know Dylan as sweet and funny over the last 15 years. Dylan is married and works as an IT specialist and had become an ordained minister. To you, Annette Bain, what led you to Ginny's
0: home? Tell me about the discovery of her body. Uh, Athena
7: had called me after, after school about 3 o'clock And, um, she had asked me if I had talked to her and the last text I had was on Friday. She was, we found her on uh, Monday. And so I sent her a text and she didn't respond back. But Jenny was the type of person that always sent you something back right away. So that made me nervous. And so, um, Athena asked if I I could go over there. So myself and my husband went over and, uh, we found her, um, about four thirty that afternoon.
0: How did you get into the home? Uh,
7: Well, we were supposed to go to the neighbor, but the neighbor wasn't there who had the key. And so I kept the whole time I was texting her. She wasn't answering. I was calling. She wasn't answering. So I had my husband push me over the wall on the left side of the house.
0: Okay. So you got over the wall.
7: I did. And so I took a look around in 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 the yard. I didn't see anything went around opened up the garage door to let my husband in
0: how did and you then do then that how did us. you know how to open the garage was there a, a a code no 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 it's just the
7: inside button gotcha i knew there was an inside button so okay. i just opened it and so my husband and i went in together into the house and the slider was opened.
0: what do you mean the slider are you saying sliding glass mm-hmm. door uh, yeah yeah it was unlocked i wouldn't say it's open but it was unlocked interesting hold on let me let me just th- understand what you're saying. So you go in through the garage because it has an inside button. You can get in without Mm a code. Then from the garage, you go through a sliding glass door.
7: Yeah, there's a breezeway in the mid-century homes. There's a a break between the garage and the rest of the house. And so it's like a breezeway oftentimes. You can get to the garage, but then you have to find your way into the house. They're not always connected.
0: Okay, so. so to get into the house, you had to go through a sliding glass door. Right, mm-hmm. and that sliding yeah, glass door was unlocked. It was. Yeah. Was it closed?
7: Uh, I try and remember all the time. Yeah, it was closed. Or if it was kind of open, it was for the dogs to go in and out. There was a neighbor that had been over there at three p.m. earlier, really, and hadn't found her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And hadn't found her. So I um, wonder why she's an. Well, she's an elderly lady. She doesn't hear that well. She doesn't see that well. So it wouldn't surprise me that she, and she said she wasn't looking on the ground.
0: Okay. So you go in the sliding glass door and then what happened? Mm-hmm. My husband goes one way. I go the other. Which way did you and go? I'm
7: calling her phone. I went straight and then left because I was calling her phone and I could hear her phone going off.
0: You're absolutely so correct. What- I read that fact. Take a listen to our mm-hmm. friend, Jake Ingrassia, KESQ-TV Listen.
8: Jenny Dylan was an amazing human being who loved everyone and everyone loved her. Neighbors in the Racket Club Estates community in Palm Springs
3: are mourning the loss of fifty nine year old Jennifer Dillon, who police say was killed two weeks ago.
0: We found her in, in, in the house, uh, face
3: um, down. Mallory Morse, along with Annette Bain and her husband, did a welfare
8: check after Dylan's wife, who they say was out of town at the time, said she wasn't answering her texts. They start looking around, and I, I'm calling her phone, and I'm hearing it go off, and her phone's there. So if I know her phone's there, I know Jenny's there.
0: So she's the kind of person always has her phone with her. So you're calling her during this, and you mm-hmm. hear her phone, and you go toward the mm-hmm. ring. Then what happened? I do. So
7: the, the, her bed was uh, it was connected to her charger along with her iPad on her bed, and she wasn't in that room. So then my husband went to so this is a three bedroom. So we did the two outside bedrooms, and then Mallory had come in. Mallory had seen the garage door go up, and so Mallory joined us at that point. Who's Mallory? And we still Mallory is the neighbor, the one Giant. that was talking earlier. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, so um, there was one room in the middle. That looked really dark, and I thought, well, there's, there's a room right there. I haven't really checked, so I pushed it, and she was laying on the ground. It was really super dark in the middle room, and so I could see if it would be easy to miss her if you weren't really looking. So I assume you turned on the lights. There were no lights in that room. Yes. Uh, there was no light. I, it's hard to explain, but there was no lamp in there.
0: What all. did you do when you saw her body? I saw her, and I said, here, 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 I found her.
7: I found her, and I was so did freaked you, out. I,
0: did you realize immediately husband, that she was dead?
7: I did, because her arm was kind of twisted weird. And um, and when when Jake and Gracia said she was covered in blood, it's, it's not that she was, it, there was just a big pool of blood underneath her head. She wasn't, I mean, I'm sure if he turned her over, she would be covered in blood. So that's kind of a...
0: I understand. There was a lot of blood She was lying on a pool of blood. Take a listen to our friends at (sighs)
3: KESQ-TV. They found Dylan's body in the middle
8: bedroom. They say she'd been gone for a while. There was blood. I could see some blood. um, And she wasn't moving. Her arm was kind of twisted, weird. It's scary to live in the neighborhood because of that. Could my house be next? Police initially
3: considered the death suspicious, but it wasn't until more than two weeks later that the investigation
8: was elevated to that of a homicide. I wish that they would have made it a crime scene immediately.
0: Guys, I want to follow along with the events of that day. Take a listen to Sergeant Mike Cassavan
9: of California PD. On January 25th at approximately 4.59 p.m., our dispatch center received a call from Jenny's neighbor. Officers responded to the residence and found Jenny deceased. Officers believed the circumstances and evidence at the scene were suspicious and made a request for the Riverside County Coroner's Office to assist in the investigation, and they responded a short time later. Palm Springs PD and the Coroner's Office conducted a parallel investigation because of the suspicious circumstances at the scene. Once the scene was processed, evidence collected, and Jenny's body removed by the coroner, we released the residence to a neighbor.
0: Now that's interesting because we're getting another story.
3: Take a listen to KESQ. Bain says an officer told her that it was okay to clean up a little so Dylan's wife wouldn't have to see the bloody scene.
8: He knew that she was my friend and it might be disturbing for her her wife to get home and see it. I disturbed everything. I'm sure I disturbed everything. There was still so much blood everywhere. They're worried the investigation has now lost critical time. The longer we wait, the more we won't know. The the easier it will be for someone to get away with it.
3: The search now just beginning for justice for Jennifer Dillon.
0: It's amazing to me that an officer would actually tell a neighbor to go ahead And clean up the scene. That's critical, critical evidence that was being cleaned up.
1: The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the Army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free down rewards, over 1,200
2: games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five.
1: Casino. Casino.
2: High Five Casino. Hi-five-casino
1: High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Ever tried to tackle a home improvement project without making ten trips to Home Depot? What if I told you there's a way to earn cash back while you shop? Introducing Drop, the ultimate rewards app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards by shopping in store or online at Home Depot and tons of other stores. Download the DROP app today and use code DROP33 to get an instant $5 in points. That's DROP, your go-to for shopping rewards.
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. This woman, loving, beloved, an IT wizard found dead in her own home in a third bedroom... Why did weeks pass before this was named a homicide? Take a listen again to Sergeant Mike Cassavan.
9: The next day, January 26th, investigators received additional information from the coroner's office that there was additional evidence that Jenny's death was looking like a homicide. Investigators responded back to the scene where they collected more evidence. Investigators also continued canvassing the neighborhood for witnesses and potential video surveillance. It should also be noted that an autopsy had been scheduled and our investigators worked with the coroner's office to have the autopsy completed a week earlier than anticipated. On January 28th, three days after the initial report, the coroner's office confirmed Jenny's death was a homicide and provided our investigators with a cause of death. The cause of death was critical because it provided us with how Jenny was killed and provided us with new direction in the case. To protect the integrity of this investigation, Jenny's cause of death will not be discussed here. On January 28th, after receiving the cause of death notification, investigators responded back to Jenny's residence to conduct further follow-up in the investigation and to canvass the neighborhood for more witnesses and surveillance footage.
0: Straight out now to Athena Kelly, beloved partner of Jenny Dillon. Athena, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Athena, tell me how that
10: day unfolded for you. Um, that was, uh, Monday, the 25th, I was here. I was not home. I was at my sister's, um, in Orange County, It's about an hour and a half away. I was here. I was getting my car fixed. Um, and I was actually going to go home, uh, Sunday. Uh, and then I, I talked to Jenny and I was going to come home Tuesday. So I wasn't home, but, uh, I always, uh, talk to Jenny every day and text Uh, and I didn't hear from her. And I sent her a couple of texts and I, um, my neighbor Mallory that you're hearing, she lives next door, very close to her. I uh, called her to ask her if she had heard from Jenny and Mallory had said no. And she called her and texted her and didn't get an answer. And Mallory said to me that she had a key And I asked her to go over and go in, and and Mallory is older, Um, and so she was worried about it, afraid, I, I could tell, but she went in, and I waited to hear back from her, and then Mallory had told me later that the middle bedroom, Mallory pushed the door, and she just looked in, but she didn't push the door hard enough. She didn't know Jenny was laying behind the door, and then Mallory went out and called me from the front, closed the door. And she said, Jenny's not there. There's no dead body. And I was very relieved, um, to hear that. Uh, but still, uh, I knew something was wrong because, uh, Jenny's not answering the phone or my text. So I reached out to Annette who's also in the neighborhood and told Annette that I couldn't reach Jenny. And so then Annette, uh, called also and didn't hear from Jenny. And then, uh, I said, would you please go over? Mallory was across the street at the time after she looked cause she was playing cards and, uh, and Mallory wouldn't answer the phone again. She's kind of hard of hearing. So Annette and her husband, as you know, uh, scaled the wall and, and went in the house and I was waiting. And, uh, then I forget what time now I uh, received a call. Uh, the person said, uh, this is the Palm Springs Fire Department. Um, I hate to tell you, your girlfriend is dead. Um, and then, uh, and sometime after that, I talked to the coroner. Uh, I was still here. It's too far to drive. It's nighttime now, and I'm up, am in shock, as is my sister. And so, uh, the coroner, I spoke to the coroner, and the coroner kept asking me, if Jenny had any medical conditions or anything was wrong with her physically. And I said, no, the coroner, uh, you know, I didn't know Jenny was still in her pajamas. Um, and I said, no, she didn't have any medical conditions. And the coroner said, well, you know, basically, Oh, she may have heard I had a heart attack and fell down and hit her head. Um, corner didn't tell me, I think, the coroner said she had a black eye, didn't tell me how much blood there was basically and said, Oh, there was a tremendous smell of bleach in the house. And, um, that, uh, just really trying to convince me. It felt like that Jenny, uh, just uh, died of a heart attack or asphyxiated from the smell of bleach or something. And, uh, you know, Never expressed to me. I'm going to jump ahead. They expressed to me that my house was a disaster that had been ransacked, everything thrown all over the place.
1: Uh,
10: I don't know how anyone can enter a home and see someone laying there deceased and take a look around the house and not understand that someone went through and did that, that this was uh, not normal. Um, So that's how that happened.
0: Athena, what did they tell you? Ultimately, was the cause of death?
10: I still have not received a cause of death. I've asked the detectives over and over, and I have Jenny's death certificate that says pending for the cause of death. And I know from rumor, from hearsay, my friend Vicky, who's a retired um, uh, captain of animal control in San Francisco, very dear friend of Jenny's from when Jenny was seventeen. Uh, they told her, they told Vicky that it was blunt force trauma, uh, but that they're not allowed to release that information because it will jeopardize the investigation. And I don't understand that um, at all.
0: Who Sorry. killed Palm Springs Jennifer Dillon? That's the question. And according to what we are learning, there have been several leads and persons of interest. According to COPS, Sergeant Mike Cassavan, each one of those have been thoroughly investigated and all of the persons of interest ruled out as suspects. There have been multiple search warrants, key items of evidence collected at the scene, but still no answers. guys, The family is left wondering what happened to her. Why was the home ransacked and nobody seemed to notice? Guys, take a listen to our Cut 8. This is Sergeant Mike Casavan.
9: Investigators have also searched records for all violent offenders living in the immediate vicinity. To date, our investigators have not identified a person of interest from this list. The Palm Springs Police Department has also kept the public informed of this investigation via our social media platforms, the local media, and most recently via a neighborhood Zoom meeting. Investigators use the Ring Camera portal to request surveillance footage from the local area of Jenny's residence, and as a result, are reviewing more than 1,100 videos to see if the videos hold any clues in this investigation. Most importantly, our investigators are in regular communication with Jenny's family. Our investigation is not complete until we find Jenny's killer. We are still gathering information and processing several items of evidence that may contain key information in Jenny's homicide.
0: Back to Athena Kelly. Athena, did you guys have video surveillance in your home?
10: No, we didn't. No. Did
0: you have a burglar because alarm? As you
10: said, pardon me?
0: Did you have a burglar alarm?
10: No. You know, as you said at the beginning of this, it seemed like a very safe place to live.
0: Athena, um, how many pets did you guys have?
10: Uh, two cats and um, three cats and two dogs.
0: And the neighbor was coming over to take care of them.
10: Uh, no, no, because Jenny was home. Uh, then our neighbor just went over. Mallory to check, to okay. yeah, yeah.
0: When was the last time you spoke to Jenny?
10: Uh, the day before she died. At what time? I, I, um, I don't probably in the evening.
0: Okay, let's think through that. You say probably in the evening. Yes. Would it have been before you go to bed that night? Oh, yes, yes. And what time would that have been?
10: Oh, it would probably be like 10 o'clock.
0: And what, if anything, did she say?
10: I mean, nothing unusual. I mean, just an, our normal conversation, you know. I so Nothing that, out of the ordinary whatsoever. So that would have been on January
0: the 24th.
10: Yes, yes.
0: Hmm.
10: Which is, yes, yeah, Sunday night. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a
0: social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I want to go to Catherine Maloney, Dr. Catherine Maloney, Deputy Chief Medical Examiner, Erie County Medical Examiner's Office at nickelcityforensics.com. Catherine, I- I've never heard of authorities not releasing cause of death because they think it would hinder an investigation except in one other case. And that is in the case of cult mom Laurie Vallow's husband's wife, Tammy Daybell, who died in her sleep. That's the only time I've ever heard a COD not released to the family. What about that Dr. Catherine Maloney?
11: Um, well, it's it's difficult to say why uh, the decision was made not to release the cause of death. Um, it's possible that um that the whoever the forensic pathologist is that performed the examination is not 100% certain of the cause of death so that might be why they've chosen to pend it um or it may have been something that was requested uh by the the person who's in charge which i believe um in that jurisdiction would be a, a sheriff coroner so that person works for both the police department and is also the coroner mm-hmm. so they kind of straddle both roles so i'm not sure if that's why but me personally, when I know something is a homicide, I don't think I've ever had a case where I've not called it a homicide. If, if I think it's a homicide for the purposes of the investigation, I don't really know that well, that would help the police What's interesting, Dr. Job. Maloney,
0: is that they have absolutely stated it is a homicide, but they refuse to release COD, cause of death. So they've released that it it's a homicide. But according to what Athena Kelly is telling us, she's heard through the grapevine, which I think is entirely unfair to victims' families, that it was blunt force trauma. To Annette Bain, the victim's neighbor who actually discovered Jenny's body, you said that you saw a pool of blood under her body, correct? Yeah,
7: under her, mainly toward her head. So okay. it looked like she bled out.
0: And w- I, I had in my mind the scenario that she was found near the foot of the bed. But now there I'm understanding no- she was kind of behind yeah. the
7: door. She was in a room that was uh had a lot of clutter in it and like a storage room on the floor. No, that was well, I'm sorry.
10: That was her office.
7: Okay.
10: Got it. That was Jenny's office.
0: So she was found okay. in an office that had a lot of stuff in it. Was it behind the mm-hmm. door, Annette Bain? Yes, yes. It almost mm-hmm. sounds as if she were in there with the door shut against the door yeah. or behind the door and somebody pushed it open and then hit her in the head. I mean, sure. I, I'm sure, you know, I don't, I don't know.
7: But she, she fell and her, her head was down, face down, and right underneath her head was a tremendous amount of blood.
0: When you say she fell, could this it, have been an right. accident?
7: I know I thought that too. In fact, that's the first place I went. And so when the officer came to talk to me and, and said, "It looks as if she's lost consciousness and she fell," I was like almost relieved, like thank God no one did anything horrible. Not, not that it wasn't wait a horrible. Whoa, 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 was wait, horrible. Wait a minute.
0: What object in that room? Based on where she was, Annette Bain. What object yeah. could she possibly have hit if she's right behind the door? I'm just instinctively looking over at the door in our studio. There's got to be a space for the door to open, unless it's a pocket door. Was it a pocket door, Athena?
10: Uh, no, no. So it was a door, door that
0: opens. So you've got to have that amount of space for the door to open. What, like three feet mm-hmm. for the door swing? So mm-hmm. if she's behind the door, what did she fall and hit? There's no furniture there. Or is there, Athena?
10: Uh, It's a computer room. Like, I'm not sure because it wasn't there, but I know they took a computer tower as evidence. Uh, But I don't, I can't imagine that she would fall and hit her head on a computer tower, and that would make her, would kill um,
0: her. Um, Athena, is the, is the floor carpeted?
10: No, there, there's really no carpet is in the it house. Is it stone so floor or wooden floor? Yeah, it's a... Uh, You know, uh, stone. Stone floor. Yeah. So if she fell on the
0: stone, would that have been enough? Was she on any kind of blood thinner or any kind of medication that would make her bleed
10: out? No, nothing.
0: Okay. Catherine Maloney, Dr. Maloney, this is what I'm getting at. It's very hard to just fall on the floor and die. I mean, what object is she going to fall on with so much velocity? that it breaks her head open, and then we hear there's been blunt force trauma. There's a big difference when you conduct an an autopsy, when somebody falls on the floor and they bleed out, as opposed to blunt force trauma. Explain the difference between a single fall. People fall all the time,
11: but they don't die. And blunt force trauma, Dr. I completely agree, Nancy. And I feel like this is a common misconception. People generally don't fall down and hit their heads and die. Um, The only way this happens is you can fall down and hit your head and then have internal bleeding inside your brain. But that's something that's going to take hours, maybe even days. You're going to have a headache. You're going to feel like something's wrong. You're going to have obvious injuries to your scalp, like bruises or, or lacerations, breaks in the skin. Um, But it's going to take time. Uh, People generally don't fall down from a standing height and hit their heads and then immediately become unconscious and die. It just doesn't happen.
0: What would you expect to find in an autopsy when there's been blunt force trauma to the head and the
11: person dies? So with blunt force trauma, it can really depend on um, whatever object was um, used, I guess, to injure the person um, so they may have lacerations or breaks in the skin they may have abrasions or scrapes they may have bruises um, they may have skull fractures mm-hmm. there may be bleeding in the brain or bruising on the brain it really depends on the extent of the injury and what object um, may or may not have been used to strike them
0: an example we're talking about everyone recalls Liam Neeson's wife beautiful actress Natasha Richardson was skiing hit a tree with her head and didn't want to go to the doctor, went home and laid down that night and she had internal bleeding and she died. There's nothing to really see on the outside, maybe a bruise, but she had the internal bru- bleeding that Dr. Catherine Maloney is talking about. I want to circle back to Chris Byers, former police chief, Johns Creek, 25 years on the force. Why would you tell a neighbor to clean up a crime scene?
5: Why? Yeah, he would never do that. Um, And as we've talked about in the past, when you go into these scenes, you always go in treating them like a homicide. You always treat it to the highest degree it could possibly be because then you can scale back as the investigation unfolds. The problem is when you go in at a lower level, you can never get the things that you missed by not treating this uh, as a homicide from the beginning. Uh, That scene should have been completely processed that day again, as a homicide, but you would never, ever tell a neighbor to go in uh, and say that it's okay to clean up that scene.
0: To Dr. Jeff Gardier, the uh, clinical board-certified psychologist professor at Trudeau College, Dr. Jeff, to, to deal with the loss of the person you love the most and then to deal with the fact that you don't know what happened, how debilitating is that?
2: I'm sure that, uh, Jenny's family and Athena, uh, very much are grieving, but now we look at a sort of a complicated bereavement in that you don't have any answers. So there's no completion, uh, there's no, um, uh, wondering, uh, at this point, uh, when this will ever end. Uh, and now that we're hearing Nancy, uh, that this may have been mishandled initially by the police officers, then there's got to be some measure of anger that is part of this situation. And too. Which
0: prolongs the process of ever getting your own life back together again. To ask you, Wilcott, what, if any, rights does the victim's family have to get the truth out of the medical examiner or cops? Well,
6: listen, you know, as you well know, prosecutor offices frequently have victim assistance, right, to help victims, and so if The medical examiner's office or the police are saying, nope, we're not gonna release any of this information to family. My suggestion thought would be to go to the prosecutor's office to enlist their help as the victim, even if there are no charges at this time to say, listen, we're the victims in this case and we want information. Nancy, the other thing I have to say, and it's just to point out and and highlight that cases always need to be treated as a homicide from the get go. I'm not suggesting that she hurt herself in any way, shape or form. But I'm wondering if the injuries might've been such that there was an assumption by police that she had hurt herself and therefore, okay, let's let them clean it up and we're not gonna treat it as a homicide. Again, the highlight of that to me is regardless of the injuries, it should always be treated as something happened to this person that needs to be investigated. To
0: Christy Missouri joining us, investigative reporter, where does it stand now? I mean, the brother is feeling the same way. Her brother feels helpless, he says, and is offered a $25,000 reward. What is the latest, Christy?
4: Well, and the members of the media that are trying to help this family track down a killer are, are also becoming angered and dispelled by the police department because they have changed their story. You know, when the media shows up on a a tragic scene like this, we either become the friends or foe of investigators. So they either want the media to help them get information, or once there's a screw up, they put the freeze. And I'm telling you, my colleagues out in California have been telling me since this occurred weeks ago, they have been frozen out. And as recently as just a few weeks back, they held this virtual mm-hmm. Zoom
0: meeting right. to
4: finally address the residents. Well, when residents started questioning the police department about why they haven't received any information, they pulled the plug on the meeting.
0: Okay, that's not a good signal to send to Athena Kelly. What can you tell about? Tell me about nearby surveillance
10: video. Um, well, the thing is, in our in our neighborhood. Um, over the past, uh, maybe, I don't know, six years, I I can't recall. We had a full neighborhood, all the homes, people lived in full time. And then our neighborhood changed into our B's, uh, where we didn't know the neighbors anymore on my street in particular. There's only three permanent residents, myself, Mallory, and someone across the street, a friend, uh, so there are surveillance. Mallory's wasn't working. She had a camera. It wasn't working. Um, I guess my point saying that is, is just that the neighborhoods are more empty, uh, because, uh, people have sold and the homes have been turned into RB and B's. So it's very empty.
0: Interesting Um, that there are a lot of Airbnbs in that area. So who knows who who is coming in and out of the neighborhood. If you know or think you know anything about the death of this woman, Jenny Dillon in Palm Springs, please dial 760-778-8422. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.
1: The Following is a high five moment from high five I won.
2: Yahoo! Private,
1: put down your phone. This is the army. Sort! High five casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1200 games.
2: I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High five. High five.
1: Casino.
2: Casino. Win at high five casino.com.
1: High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Would prohibit prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Ever wolfed down a Big Mac and thought, I need some extra cash? Mm-hmm. Then download the drop app. Get rewarded for dining out and more. Use code Drop22 for five dollars in points. Download Drop now. Big
0: thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running.